0: Happy 4th of July, everyone. Welcome back to the Crowd Noise Podcast. I'm your host, Steven Martinez, and what a beautiful 4th of July it is today. Every 4th of July is beautiful. It's always a spectacular celebration, a, a beautiful day. There's baseball on today. We had the hot dog eating contest today. NBA free agency is reaching an all-time high in tension. It's fantastic, um, except for those of you living in Southern California, there was a not severe, but a a strong earthquake that went on this morning, roughly I want to say 10 o'clock local time. Doesn't look like there it was too much serious damage from what I've gathered on from Twitter.com. I'm a very serious journalist, so from what I've gathered from my sources, doesn't look like there's too much damage. Hope you all are okay. Hope it does not ruin your barbecue and your 4th of July. If you're listening to this right now, I'm assuming you're okay because no one is listening to the Crowd Noise podcast with a shattered leg, you know, trapped under, you know, three stories worth of debris from from a collapsed building. So if you're listening to this right now, I'm going to assume that you're okay and I'm glad you're okay and I'm glad you're tuning in to the show today. I am not overly ecstatic to do an episode today, not because it's the 4th of July, not because I am lazy, which I am, but unrelated. That's not why I don't want to be in here today. The reason I don't want to be in here today is because of Kawhi Watch. Kawhi Leonard still hasn't signed. And I knew a friend of the, friend of the show, uh, Ricky Smith. You may or may not know him. Uh, but if you do, cool. If you don't, cool. He's, he's a pal of the Crowd Noise podcast. He asked me, when is Kawhi signing? Psychic Steve, when can I expect him to sign? I told him immediately, July 5th. I knew immediately, July, he's signing in July 5th, no way around it, and the reason I knew that is because there has been a recent tradition in the past year or so, since the, you know, the founding of the Crowd Noise Podcast, for the major sports stories and, and news and major developments and all this, that, and the other, to happen on Friday morning or Saturday afternoon, immediately following the recording of the crowd noise podcast it never fails that something major goes down after i not only record but publish the newest episode of the crowd noise podcast it never fails and so i told him it's july 5th i know it for a fact so Kawhi leonard he is going to sign tomorrow we're going to miss it and i didn't want to wait until tomorrow because i didn't want to waste the opportunity to to record and have an episode on the 4th of July. It's a fantastic, beautiful day. Of course, I'm in a great mood. I'm just a little bit disappointed that Kawhi has not signed. I was hoping and praying and crossing my fingers he would have signed by this morning. Of course, that's that's just wishful thinking. Kawhi is being as quiet and kind of, I guess, humble as he is and kind of home-centric. He was not going to use a holiday like this. To kind of steal the spot, and not even steal the spotlight from the United States of America. Really, if once he signs, nobody cares about Fourth of July anymore. Everyone's talking about Kawhi. He wasn't gonna take away from the holiday. He's somewhere, you know, barbecuing, eating bull penis pizza. It's he's having a good time. He's having a fantastic time. He's not gonna take away from this from the holiday. So I knew he's signing tomorrow. I know he's signing tomorrow. So you can be ready to you know expect that tomorrow morning. Kawhi Leonard will sign. I I can almost guarantee it. So we will talk about Kawhi Leonard, uh, kind of speculate where he's going. It's almost too late to predict where he's going. You're One day out, it's it's really not predicting anymore. It's not that fun to really say, oh, I know where Kawhi's going. Yeah, it's, you're one day away from Kawhi Leonard signing. Who cares? Um, we'll get into that in a second. Or not in a second. That'll be the second part of the show. Um, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, both Brooklyn Nets. Very happy to see that. Psychic Steve uh notch another one in the scorebook for uh psychic steve there told you guys months ago months ago kevin durant and Kyrie urban going to brooklyn and everyone looked at me like i was an imbecile and i said just wait and lo and behold they signed not even it wasn't even three o'clock yet three o'clock eastern and they both had committed to the brooklyn nets before free agency had even officially opened so uh saw that one coming so we're gonna definitely uh pat my back on that one for about a three and a half hours Cause, uh, you know, I was feeling really good on a free agency. Uh, when did it start Sunday? I was feeling really good on Sunday. I'm not going to lie because it was, it was just a fantastic day to be the psychic. And, uh, it normally is, but especially on those kinds of days, it's just, it's a great day to be me. And, uh, we got the code of the week to close out the show. Um, so yeah, here we go. Fourth of July special. Speaking of fourth of July, i mentioned the hot dog eating contest a little while ago. Um, This isn't a hot dog eating contest segment. This is just a non-sequitur, I guess. guess. Joey Chestnut, Jaws. I just watched the 30 for 30 30 last night. It came out on Tuesday. I recorded it and watched it last night. You know, he's a legend in in his respective sport. And uh, it is a sport. I don't care what anyone says. If you say it's not a sport, I dare to eat as many. I dare to eat half as many hot dogs as Joey Chestnut ate. Today in twenty minutes, let alone ten, which is allotted in the Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest. Joey Chestnut Jaws ate seventy-one hot dogs in ten minutes. That is it's unbelievable. That is absolutely unbelievable unbelievable the guys i mean it's 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 ridiculous it's hard to wrap your mind around that it really is so, so what's 71 divided by 10 so a 7.1 that's seven hot dogs a minute and i'm sure he was going at a faster pace than that and then probably kind of you know i would assume maybe start to slow down towards the end of the 10 minutes because you have i mean just pounds of food shoved down your body in in a span of time that is just inhuman i mean it's um it's ridiculous i did not watch it It comes on, you know, rather early and I don't, I respect the competitors in the Nathan's Famous Hot Dog Eating Contest, but I'm not enough for me to set an alarm. I'm not waking up early in the morning to watch the hot dog eating contest. I will watch it on Instagram or Twitter when it comes out, or I'll just look at the notification, you know, just to see who won. And it's always Joey, Joey Chestnut anyway. Uh, But this is, this is absurd. 71 hot dogs. Unbelievable. Watched the 30 for 30 last night. Um, it's it's a great 30 for 30. It's one of the better ones. It's really, really interesting. Something you would never, you know, think about. Obviously competitive eating is not, you know, a traditional sport, I guess you could say. So it was an interesting documentary. Uh, pounded 71 francs in 10 minutes. So yeah, congrats to Joey Chestnut, uh, or maybe apologize to Joey Chestnut. I have no idea what, I'm curious to see what he's like after these competitions. Like what is the rest of his day? Or the week likes for like does he eat for another week and a half that's that's what I'm interested in, so you know with that, let's go ahead and get into the official business. Let's get down to brass tacks here, uh Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, as mentioned before on the show, and I'm sure you've already heard by now, are now Brooklyn Nets they will be making their way, or Kevin Durant will be making his way to the Eastern Conference first time in his career that he will play in the East, Kyrie Irving moving from Boston to Brooklyn. And I saw this coming a mile away, and I knew this was happening, and this was the right decision. And a lot of people are kind of trying to sell stock on the Nets for whatever reason. They're trying, you know, because you always, I always say this, you remember the last thing that you see or hear. When's the last time we saw Kyrie Irving? Kind of disgruntled when he left Boston, for lack of a better word. And Kyrie Irving had kind of, here's another cool word for you, had gained the reputation of a curmudgeon. There's another vocabulary word for you. Did not mesh well at all in Boston. The chemistry there, it just didn't work. He he feuded with Brad Stevens, Danny Ainge, his teammates. Top to bottom, Kyrie Irving was just unhappy. There was all kinds of, you know, he was in the media every single day, you know, complaining to the media, complaining about the media, complaining about his teammates and a lot of people just kind of got fed up with Kyrie Irving. I love Kyrie Irving personally and you know if you're in a bad situation if you work at a place where you don't like your coworkers, your performance is going to suffer. That's I mean that's common knowledge right that's common sense. If you're playing in your YMCA league with your neighbor that you hate but he has a team and you just want to play you're probably not going to play very well because you hate your neighbor but you love basketball and you're trying to separate the two, and it's hard to do, right? If you work somewhere, like I just said, you hate your coworkers, you hate your boss, you're not going to be happy, and you're going to struggle with your performance at work. I'm not anywhere else. I don't, I can't speak as far as that. Kyrie Irving did not play like necessarily we expected him to. The Celtics did not perform how we expected them to. They, go, they take the Cavs, LeBron James, to Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals officially now two years ago. Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward come back, we expect them, they have, they're have the favorites, they were shooing to get into the finals, and they didn't even get to the conference finals, so, I mean, it's, it just didn't work, Kyrie Irving had to go, in Kevin Durant's case, I did say this before, now, while I did predict he was going to Brooklyn, not necessarily because I felt he should leave Golden State, I did say, what he should do is stay in Golden State, because you still have Steph Curry, you still have Klay Thompson, even though he's injured. He's going to come back before you if you're Kevin Durant. And then when you come back, you, you, know, you form the super bot, the Golden State Warriors, the Death Star. You should stay in Golden State. But he felt it was time for him to go. If you want to go, you want to go. I am all for 100% behind player mobility. I am always going to favor the player wanting to move. It's good for the league. It's good for content creators, quite honestly. It's a lot more interesting when players are moving and considering moving than if they just re-sign, You know, midway through the season. It's not fun. I'm always going to promote player mobility. So that's when I said, if he does want to leave, which I don't think he should, he should stay in Golden State, but if he wants to leave, go to Brooklyn. And a few months ago, there was all the photoshops, Zion, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. It was basically a done deal. Kyrie and Kevin Durant were going to New York, the Knicks specifically. It was, a, it was over. They were going to the Knicks, and that was it. Get your head around it, like it or not. And I just did not understand that one bit. Why in the world would you go to the New York Knicks over the Brooklyn Nets? The Knicks are not a good basketball team, clearly. Hashtag analysis. They are not good at what they do. James Dolan is not good at what he does. The Brooklyn Nets were already a good team without Kyrie Irving and without Kevin Durant. If you add those two players, they become a great team. Now, here's the catch. They will be without Kevin Durant for this season, and we'll get to that in just a second. I want to elaborate more on why Brooklyn was always the better, was always the better location than New York. Always. The Knicks were only going to be good if they got Kyrie Irving, if they got Kevin Durant, if they got Zion Williamson, and they struck out on all three. They didn't get one of those guys. They got R.J. Barrett, but he's not, he's not Zion, the name. He's not the blockbuster box office player. And R.J. Barrett, quite honestly, could be a better basketball player than Zion. But at this moment in time, Zion is the star. He's already part of the one name club. When's the last time you heard someone call Zion, Zion Williamson? His name's Zion. You just need the one name. And it's a cool sounding name. It starts with a Z. Of course he's gonna be cool. His name has a Z in it. It sounds fantastic. RJ Barrett, he has two names in his first name. It's hard to say. Zion was always a star, and they never got they didn't get him, they got RJ Barrett. They didn't get Kyrie Irving. They got Julius Randle. They didn't get Kevin Durant. They got Taj Gibson. And oh, by the way, they still have James Dolan at the end of all of this. Why would you go to the Knicks whose history, it's all about history there and playing in the Garden, which is over 150 years old when you can play at Brooklyn who just went to the playoffs and they just pushed Philadelphia who is honestly probably the most talented team in the East last year. Really. I mean, they had more talent than Toronto, I could say. They had Jimmy Butler, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris. They had more talent. They just weren't a cohesive team. Toronto won because they were the most cohesive team, right? They pushed that team to six games, the Philadelphia 76ers, without Kyrie Irving, without Kevin Durant. And DeAndre Jordan. I keep forgetting about DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan is going to Brooklyn. Do not forget about that. Um, Why would you go to New York over Brooklyn? They play in a new arena. They have a young, promising core, unlike the Knicks' young core, which does not have promise and includes Frank Nilakina. Brooklyn did not have that problem. What will they look like this year, though? That is a big question that's on everyone's mind because Kevin Durant will not play this season. He is out with the torn Achilles that he suffered in Golden State when he tried to try to play through an injury uh, in the NBA Finals. A very valiant effort um, Result in an injury, just the worst-case scenario. He will be out for next season. What will the Nets look like right now? And again, this is why I bring back... Everyone's trying to sell stock on Kyrie Irving and drag him down. And, you know, just because he left unceremoniously um, from Boston. Like I said, that was a chemistry thing. It wasn't because of Kyrie Irving, the basketball player. That was Kyrie Irving, the person, mixing with Danny Ainge. It just did not mix... The, the personalities and the Eagles did not mesh well. It happens. There are times when fit is more important than just your roster, the talent on paper. And really, Kyrie Irving is a top three point guard in the NBA. He really is. He's right there neck and neck with Kyrie. I mean, excuse me, obviously, Kyrie Irving. He's neck and neck with Stephen Curry. He really is. Kyrie Irving is one of the premier point guards, if not premier players, in the National Basketball Association. And the Nets went to the playoffs, and they pushed Brook—excuse me Philadelphia to six games without him. They pushed them to six games with D'Angelo Russell, who is now gone. And a- answer me this. Is Kyrie—who Ir- Who's the better player, Kyrie Irving or D'Angelo Russell? The answer is Kyrie Irving. Who's the better player, DeAndre Jordan or Jared Allen? The answer is DeAndre Jordan. And they're able to keep Jared Allen, by the way, who's a fantastic young rim protector. I'm a really big fan of Jared Allen. But DeAndre Jordan is an upgrade. And they were able to keep essentially their entire team. The only player they lost from last year... Well, actually two players. We'll get to that a little bit later. Um, The premier player they lost from last year was D'Angelo Russell. They were able to keep everyone else, and they lost Jared Dudley. Uh, We'll get to that in a little while. Other than that, it's the same exact team. So, if they were able to make the playoffs last year and push one of the more talented teams to six games... Um, and they get upgrades at their two premier positions, point guard and center. Isn't it is it not common sense to say the Nets will be better even this year? I don't think it's outrageous to say the Brooklyn Nets will be contenders in the East right now. Will they beat Toronto? Um, please hold because we don't know what Kawhi is, is doing. We don't, and we're gonna get to that in the next segment. Will they beat Philadelphia? I don't know. I mean, you could make a strong argument Kyrie Irving and DeAndre Jordan could beat Philadelphia. Now, the fact that I'm stuttering so much leads me to believe maybe they wouldn't, but it's a long time from July to next May, right? It's a long time. A lot can change from now until next year 2020 playoffs. So I don't think it's outrageous to say that Kyrie and DeAndre Jordan can push them to seven games and not beat them. Um, can they beat Milwaukee sure I think Brooklyn the the hardest part about gauging Brooklyn is we haven't seen this iteration of them yet right we haven't seen Kyrie with this team we haven't seen Kyrie play with DeAndre Jordan so we don't know how it will actually look until next season but I don't think on paper this is a roster that you can write off the Nets will be respectable right now in the East I truly believe that and then going on to next, next season, Kevin Durant coming back. It will take some time even when he comes back for him to get back to Kevin Durant level. He will not be the most unstoppable score in the league when he initially comes back. It'll take some time, but he will have the scores of Kyrie Irving and Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis Levert, the guys off the bench to rely on and lean on while he is trying to recuperate and get back to the level that we all we all love watching Kevin Durant play at because he's one of the most fun basketball players to watch on the planet. There's, I mean, it's just a fact. Kevin Durant is fun to watch play basketball. It, it really is. So I do think the Nets, this, had, this was brewing a, a long time over. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are not dumb. They are not dumb people. They know how terrible the Knicks are, right, the whole team. Because if you bring in Kyrie and Kevin Durant to New York, how good even is that team? Now let's let's talk about let's talk about that angle. What if they did go to the Knicks? How good is Kyrie and DeAndre Jordan on the Knicks right now? Not very good. How good is Kyrie and Kevin Durant on the Knicks when Kevin Durant comes back in, in two years? Better, but uh, you'd have to you'd have to hold to see how Kevin Durant would you know recuperate from his injury. You'd have a lot more question marks. The Nets are ready to go, right? Especially you insert Kyrie Irving, mean, insert DeAndre Jordan, and then Kevin Durant comes back a year later this was always the right decision and I'm glad they made the right choice. And I'm especially glad that they made the right choice because they made me look very smart. Cause I had this a long time ago and I'm telling you, I'm always going to pat myself on the back when I have these things months in advance, I'm always going to give myself credit always. And I do tear myself down when I, because there I've been plenty of times when I've, when I've whiffed completely whiffed on things, but when I'm right, I'm absolutely going to blow it up and remind all of you I'm right. Now on to Kawhi Leonard, who is not making me feel as fantastic as Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving have made me feel because we're still under Kawhi watch. And I just checked uh, my notifications right now, still unsigned. He's not going to sign today or tonight. I'm just checking to make Because again, if I do this whole entire episode without checking my notifications and I, at the end of it, I see breaking Kyrie Irving signs with Lakers or Raptors 45 minutes ago, I'm gonna feel terrible about it. So, I had to check for notifications more of a safety issue, more so than really believing he's gonna to sign today. It's coming tomorrow, which makes me incredibly mad because I'm gonna do a whole segment about Kawhi Leonard right now like, right now, and it's gonna be blown up in like less than 24 hours. It makes me so upset. And here I am gassing myself up for being, oh, the this, this psychic. I was right three months in advance. I told you guys. And right and I I can already tell what's going to happen. I'm going to do this whole segment and I'm going to be wrong a day in advance. So then it's like it's going to totally discredit everything that I've built. I have this this Kyrie and Kevin Durant to Brooklyn thing brewing months way in advance. Way I was the first person to even mention the Brooklyn Nets. And then I can't even get the Kawhi thing right one day before. It's it's I'm so frustrated. It it's kind of discouraging. I kind of don't want to do the Kawhi thing just to protect my psychic reputation. However, I am no coward. I am not going to run from Kawhi Leonard. If I saw Kawhi Leonard in real life, I would absolutely run from him because I would there's no way in hell I would ever fight Kawhi Leonard. But right now, he doesn't know who I am. He has no idea this show even exists. So I am not gonna run from Kawhi Leonard. We are gonna do this episode and this segment specifically. I said months ago again, here I here I go again. I said months ago in advance during the play during the postseason, the playoffs and the NBA. Kawhi should stay in Toronto. You can go back and find that episode. I think it's titled, like, Where Should Kawhi Go or Kawhi Should Stay? Something like that. You can, you can find it. Um, it's not too far back, because it was during the NBA playoffs. And I listed the reason why Kawhi staying in Toronto is not outrageous. There is precedent for Kawhi staying in Toronto. They're already a good team. And that was a few months ago. And now they won the NBA title. So we know they're a good team who can win it all with Kawhi on the squad. He's in a big market that's uniquely secluded from the media, right? Toronto's the third biggest city in North America, behind New York and behind LA. And yet, people seem to consider in America, it's the 4th of July, we gotta throw in some USA references here. People seem to think that Toronto's like a small market because it's in Canada, it's the third biggest city in North America. It's not a small market. It's a very big city. It's it's a millennial city, I, for lack of a better word. It's very progressive. It's always changing, much like Los Angeles. Very industrial. Um, the only thing it's it's cold. There's there's that. It's cold, but um, it, it's it's a large market, which is what Kawhi wanted. When he left San Antonio, he was looking for a large market, but wanted the seclusion of San Antonio, which does not mess. You go to New York. What's the first thing they say? Can he handle? The media pressure and the pressure from fans. You go to Los Angeles, what's the first thing they say? Can he handle the distractions in LA? That every, everything that comes with playing in Los Angeles. In Toronto, what do people say? Can he handle being so, so secluded and isolated from everyone else in the league? For most players, that's a turnoff. For Kawhi Leonard, that's a match made in heaven. We all know Kawhi is the assassin, the silent killer, you know, like this this ninja guy. I mean, he's, he's an anomaly. He's an enigma. We all know that about Kawhi Leonard. The only thing you know about Kawhi Leonard is that you don't know anything, right? He, he's completely off the charts, for lack of a better word. Toronto's like the perfect city for Kawhi Leonard. It's a big market, much bigger than San Antonio. I can say that without a doubt, but it's also secluded. It's isolated enough to where Kawhi feels comfortable and they're a good basketball team with him they have welcomed in his medical staff he already knows how they're going to react with him as far as load management he missed 20 plus games this season and that kind of led to his incredible run in the postseason he saved his energy and was able to you know load management a lot of people i don't know where you stand on that i'm for it players deserve days off uh, because of, for this reason, without load management, well, who knows if Kawhi and the Raptors even beat Philly? Does that shot even go in? Do we even go to a Game 7? Nobody knows. He's already seen the way the coaching staff will treat him. He's already seen the way the front office will treat him, making additions um, at the trade deadline, bringing in Marc Gasol to help put the Raptors over the top. This is a very functional franchise and we've seen that for the past it wasn't just this past season the Raptors have been a good franchise for the past five or six years the only problem is they kept running into the bus LeBron James and a lot of teams had that problem especially in the east so the Raptors are a very good team there is the case for going or rather staying in Toronto the city seems like almost tailor-made for Kawhi Leonard Now, here's the catch. It's hard to turn down home, right? If your hometown is calling, especially if it's Southern California, it's hard to just say no. It's really hard to turn down your hometown, especially when it's Los Angeles, the Lakers, LeBron James, Magic Johnson has already met with Kawhi Leonard. It's hard to turn all that down. I would say the best basketball fit Listen to the word I use there. Fit for Kawhi Leonard is Toronto. Just stay there. You're in the perfect environment for Kawhi. You can make an extra $50 million by staying with the Toronto Raptors. And honestly, they retain most of their team, if not all of their team. You'd have to be the favorites coming out of the East again and make, you know, have a chance to go back to back. Because at that point, obviously, the Lakers would not have Kawhi. The Clippers would not have Kawhi. The Warriors are still not going to have Kevin Durant. I mean, he's gone. They wouldn't have him if he re-signed anyway. You'd have to be the favorites not only to win the East, but to win the title again. You have a very deep bench. You can continue to rest, continue to use load management. The best basketball fit is in Toronto. You'd be the the main man there as well. If you went to the Lakers... He could quite possibly be the main man. But listen to that awkward long pause that I took. And the way I said he could possibly be the main man suggests not likely. He would probably, he would be a focal point in the offense, absolutely. He's Kawhi Leonard. But you have to overcome LeBron James, right? Anthony Davis. It'd be hard for you to overcome all of that. And maybe that's a good thing. There, And again, Kawhi Leonard, he's an enigma. Maybe he sees this as an opportunity. He can be the number one feature on offense as far as from a basketball standpoint. He'd be the main guy on offense and defense. But LeBron would take away from the media. Anthony Davis would take away from the media. They would shield Kawhi Leonard away from all the attention and distraction. Maybe Kawhi Leonard sees this as an opportunity now. There are... There's two sides to this coin. I don't think the Clippers are a real horse in this race. I don't. They're just to- Toronto West. And why would you just go to the West when you could just stay in the East where you'd only really have to worry about two teams Philly and Milwaukee outside Chance Brooklyn. But again, you don't know what you're getting from them. If you and no we talk about Toronto. Will they be good if Kawhi resigns? If Kawhi resigns, Toronto is the favorite by far. So, I mean, that kind of puts that to rest. If he comes to uh, the Clippers, again, we don't know how exactly that's going to look because he's on a brand new team. Mind you, you have to worry about the team that's across the hall in Staples Center, LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So there's that to look at. There is... I think the best place for him is Toronto. I've said that many times before. And a lot of people want him to go to Toronto to avoid a new super team. Now, let me address that. Kawhi going to the Lakers does not ruin the league. It helps it. It saves it. Adam Silver should want Kawhi in Los Angeles. The super team is not bad for the league. People don't hate the Super Well, Some people do hate the Super Team, but it's that kind of hate. It's the Floyd Mayweather hate, right? So many people cannot stand Floyd Mayweather, but you pay $90 to watch him not fight for two and a half hours. You watch Floyd Mayweather. You pay money to see it, right? We don't watch the Atlanta Hawks, the Memphis Grizzlies, the Indiana Pacers, the Orlando Magic. The Orlando Magic are a playoff team. And people in Orlando don't watch the Magic. And they're a good team. We don't watch them. We don't watch the Hawks, the Grizzlies, the Knicks. We don't watch those teams. We, who do we watch? The Golden State Warriors. Shaq and Kobe. Jordan's Bulls. Magic and Bird. We watch the Stars. The Super Teams. The Juggernauts. Why was college basketball so fun this year? Because of Duke and Zion Williamson. Basketball needs these... Not just basketball. Football needs the Patriots. We need Tom Brady bad. You know how much good he has done for the league? Being the villain. The evil empire. Baseball needs the Yankees. They need the Dodgers. Basketball needs Super Team. Now what the problem is... People don't hate super teams in the sense that they don't watch them. They just need a new one. They're tired of the Golden State Warriors, which are out of the picture for at least the very near future. They need a new super team. That's the problem. It's not that people don't like super teams. It's that they're done with this super team. They need a new one. Kawhi, LeBron, Anthony Davis. It sounds absolutely ridiculous because of how good they would be. It sounds like something out of 2K. Like it, it doesn't seem like it should exist. Three of the top six players on one team. And then you have another borderline all-star in Kyle Kuzma. You kidding me? And then they bring in guys like Kyle Korver, who could potentially sign with the Lakers. They bring in, you know, I mean, bench Andre Iguodala possibly finds his way onto the bench of the Lakers. I mean, this is what the league needs. This super team would not destroy the league. I've seen so many people say the Lakers would... Kawhi would destroy the league. He'd ruin basketball. No, he wouldn't. You're telling me you're not going to watch this? If you're not a Laker fan, this is the first game you watch next season. If your team is on at the same time as the Lakers are on, you're watching the Lakers play. You're watching LeBron lob it up to Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis... Backing down the post, kicks it out to Kawhi. You just this is something that we need. We marvel at these juggernauts. Jordan, Pippen, Shaq, Kobe, Magic, Kareem, Worthy, Bird, Mikhail. We love these things. And just be what people don't like is that it's not their team. Why do people hate the Golden State Warriors? Because they're not Golden State Warriors fans. And yet we just watched one of the greatest runs in basketball history. And no one appreciates it during at the moment. Nobody. We'll look back in 10 to 20 years from now and say, wow, what a run that was. And made, I mean, I don't know. It might keep going. It may not. Probably not. Because it looks like we're about to usher in a new super team. Jordan's Bull, same thing. Win six out of eight. And not because they went to eight and lost, too. Because Jordan played another sport for two years. Had two three-peats. Shaq and Kobe went to four straight finals, 1-3. We need a new super team in the league. This, it's, this is the super team that basketball craves. Whether you want to admit it or not, you watch these games. Who's on TV all the time? LeBron James. Every, any team he's on is going to be competitive. The Golden State Warriors. Right? Football, who's on TV all the time. The Cowboys, the Patriots, the Steelers. Baseball, the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Cubs are always on the Red Sox, always on TV. Because that's what we want to see. This would not destroy the league. This would be the best thing possible for the National Basketball Association. It's not that the problem is they is a super team. That's not the issue, is that we'd have to get rid of super teams. We just need a new one. We need a new team to hate. And in basketball, there's probably no team more hated already than the Los Angeles Lakers. It's the purple and gold. It's the banners hanging from the rafters in Staples Center. It's the tradition going back Kobe Shaq, Magic Kareem, Jerry West, Wilt Chamberlain, all the way back to George Mikan. It's playing in sunny Southern Southern California, Los Angeles. It's sunny all the time. The palm trees are swaying in the wind. Outside of Staples Center, it's beautiful. Who wouldn't want to play in Los Angeles? College basketball needs Duke. Why do we hate Duke so much? Because they win all the time. They always have the number one recruiting class in the nation. Look at this year. They had this juggernaut team. Zion, RJ, Cam Reddish. And they didn't win. How Everyone was tuning in to see not just Zion, but to see them lose. People were excited to see Duke lose in the tournament. And that's what's good for the league. Whether you love them or you hate them, you're tuning in to watch. If you're a Laker fan, obviously you want them to win. If you're anybody else, you want to see them lose by 80. And that's what the league needs. They need a new super team. Kawhi Leonard could usher in that new era by signing with the Los Angeles Lakers. Either way, he is right. He cannot mess up with this decision. If you go to L.A., there's your whole case. You're going to Los Angeles Lakers. How I mean, how do you argue that you're playing with LeBron, Anthony Davis? Your marketing goes through the roof. You're playing for the Lakers and you're probably arguably the best player on the team. If you stay with Toronto playing what is maybe the perfect fit for you in both environment and basketball. You'd be the favorite still to win the championship and this is why Kawhi Leonard has taken so long. There is no pressure on this decision whatsoever. People are trying to make this out to be a huge decision for Kawhi Leonard, and it is. He's deciding where he's going to stay uh, for the next three, four, five years, where he's going to play, where he's going to live. It's a big decision from that standpoint. But either way, Kawhi Leonard cannot do wrong here. He can do no wrong with this decision. If he goes to L.A., there's the benefits of playing for the Lakers and playing with LeBron James. If he stays in Toronto, there's the benefits of being the favorite to win the title, and likely he would win the title again back-to-back in Toronto. Be the greatest player in franchise history. There's really no pressure on Kawhi Leonard with this upcoming decision. It would likely come in tomorrow. I feel like he should stay in Toronto, but either way, there is, there is no wrong decision here. Let's close it out with the quote of the week. Now, let's close this Fourth of July episode out real strong. How about that? Uh, quote of the week. I get the best quote that I heard from the previous week. I put it at the end of the show. We call it the quote of the week. Has a nice ring to it. So here we go. Quote, and I got a good one for you. I really got a. Good, the quote isn't. I got a good one for you. I'm just telling you. We we got a, a spectacular quote this week. I put it in, you know, no no uh, spared expense here. Quote, yes. Jared Dudley, on if he thinks Kawhi Leonard will land, no, backwards. The Los Angeles Lakers will land Kawhi Leonard. I remember earlier in the show I was talking about the Nets retain their basically their whole team. They missed one guy, then I remembered, oh no, they lost another guy. Jared Dudley, he signed a one-year, two-million-dollar deal with the Los Angeles Lakers, and I could not help but throw my head back in sheer hysterical laughter. Have the Lakers learned absolutely nothing? And I'm not gonna go into my full, you know, death scenario with the Lakers. I just thought it was, I thought it was hilarious. Now, Jared Dudley became—he's a good player. He's always been a very good player. He's played, been in the league a while. Okay, let's just say that he's—he's kind of old. Not gonna lie, um, he's a very, but he's a very good player. He's been a journeyman, but a a good, solid player in the league. Not Hall of Fame, not even anything close to that. But he's been a good player. Um, and he—he was on the Brooklyn Nets this year. Part of a very fun team. A very likable bench. He was part of you know the, the dancing the dancing bench video. If you haven't seen it, um I don't I don't know what to tell you. It's all over the place. Very fun team. And during the playoffs, he became somewhat of a folk hero. Jared Dudley became like a tall tale almost. He punched Ben Simmons in the face during the NBA playoffs, which I loved. I loved it. Not because I don't like Ben Simmons, because I do, but because it's. Okay, I gotta be kind of careful with how I word this. I don't want to see LeBron James fighting literally with the opponent, but I wanna see LeBron James literally fighting with the. You get what I'm saying? Like, I'm not really on board like, oh, our athletes back in the old school, everyone used to fight. It's it's so hard for me because it's not necessarily, it's not good for the league, but it's good for the league because it brings in a lot of attention. Look at this past season, Brandon Ingram gets into a fight with Chris Paul. It's all over the news. A game that the Lakers lost, they were the most talked about team over the weekend. It was phenomenal. I like to see this stuff. I can't lie. I do enjoy watching these fights. Do I want to see it all the time? No, not necessarily. I don't want it to be like hockey where guys literally just grab each other's jerseys and the first one to fall, lose. I don't want that. But I do enjoy... Um, tell me like you didn't enjoy the Magic and Bird literal fights. Like they were playing so... They were so competitive, so passionate. They wanted to beat each other so bad. It just... The emotion broke out. And I don't want to see it all the time, but I do want to... See, it's, it's so hard for me to kind of distinguish... The it, There's a very fine line in, in fighting in sports. But anyway... Jared Dudley punches not only Ben Simmons in the face, he fights Joel Embiid and Jimmy Butler all at the same time. In one game, and Jared Dudley becomes this this folk hero in basketball. Because people like to see that, again, it's not just me. Everyone loves Jared Dudley now because he's like this folk hero he was actually fighting in a playoff game. You know, because he, he wants to win. He's not he's showing he's not afraid of these young, these young ballers, and he's still got some, you know, got something left in the tank. So everyone likes Jared Dudley now but he's not a fantastic player, right? I said he's been a good player throughout his career, but he is old and he is declining, and he's declining from a point that's not even that remarkable to begin. Like when LeBron starts declining, he's still going to be better than like two-thirds of the league. Like Jared Dudley, when he starts declining and he has, he's not going to be very good. And what I say have the Lakers learned nothing, Last year, they bring in Michael Beasley. They bring in Lance Stevenson. They bring in JaVale McGee. They bring in all these doofuses to their franchise to try and break the mold of playing with LeBron James. And it did not work. This last season was an utter disaster. And they've already started it again. They bring in Jared Dudley, who is not a doofus in the sense that Lance, like Lance Stevenson, like kind of a clown, but he's kind of become a folk hero more than a basketball player. And it's just, it's it's kind of funny... Because I just, it seems like they're kind of in a time loop a little bit. And they bring in Kawhi Leonard. I don't care if they bring in MVP of the YMCA League. They're going to be good. But if they don't get Kawhi Leonard, and your only answer to that is Jared Dudley, you got a problem on your hands. So I just I just thought it was very funny that they brought in Jared Dudley. I'm excited, I guess, to see. I mean, now they LeBron has a new cast of of, of buffoons, whoever else they signed because they still don't have enough players to fill out an entire roster. Um, and here, not on top of that, Amari Stoudemire, yeah, Amari Stoudemire and Monte Ellis are on the Lakers radar for free agents. So no, the answer is no. The Lakers have not learned a damn thing from last off season. You bring in one star and you bring in 10 goofballs, right? And Monte Ellis is not a goofball. Uh, He's just, I don't, he hasn't played in the league for, I don't even know how many years. I don't know how many years Monte Ellis has been out of, out of the league. Amari Stoudemire is a goofball. He punched a glass case that had a fire hydrant in there and sliced his hand up. And since that moment, he has not been the same player. He is a goofball. So no, the Lakers have not learned one thing since uh, last offseason. If they bring in Kawhi, I guess it's not, it's not that bad, not that big of a deal because you have Kawhi, LeBron, and AD along with their cast of, of, of Dumbos. So I, I don't know. It could be a big deal it could not be a big deal. So that's how we're going to close this week's episode of the Crowd Noise Podcast. Really appreciate all of you stopping by. Enjoy the rest of your 4th of July. If you're listening to this post the 4th of July, I hope you had a fantastic holiday. I hope you did not set your hands on fire, lighting the, the fireworks a la uh, JPP. Um, so I'll talk to you guys next week. Be on the, I mean, tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Thursday, Kawhi is signing tomorrow, Friday, July 5th. I I can promise you. I already know what's going to happen. We're going to miss it. And then I'm going to have to talk about it the next week over. By that time, no one cares anymore because it's already been out for a whole week. So, I mean, look forward to that next week, the Kawhi story. So um, get on Twitter. Look up hashtag KawhiWatch and, you know, keep refreshing. Wait for that that Woj bomb. Uh, And I'll talk to you guys next week.